0: what's up y'all we got an emergency video we're inside Kyle Field guys I did not think we were going to be back this quickly but big news today of course Texas A&M has fired Jimbo Fisher as their football coach Alex Miller with the Eagle of course joined by Robert Sessler and Travis Brown look it, I don't know if it's necessarily surprising that Jimbo got let go, but I think the timing of it was, was what got everybody off guard today when uh, we all woke up and heard that A&M doesn't have a head football coach anymore.
1: Yeah, luckily you woke up first, Alex. I appreciate that. But here's the deal is I thought it was 50-50 possibly whether Jimbo comes back or not, but I thought it was going to happen after the season, the decision that is. Tra- Travis,
0: when when you heard the news, what was just kind of your impression And now that we've had uh, pretty much a whole day to kind of digest what's happened?
2: Yeah, I mean, it certainly was the timing of it. I mean, they just came out a 51-10 win over Mississippi State. They seem to have found a quarterback that can kind of carry them through the end of the season should Max Johnson not be able to come back out. And um, it, it seemed like there was some positivity kind of coming into where there had been a lot of apathy. But you always know the hallmark of a program that's kind of in decline or, or has trouble of when the fan base goes from angry to apathy and I started to sense a little bit of that apathy you know after really the the old miss game if not maybe the tennessee game uh and so yeah the timing of it certainly surprised all of us and we were all still curled up in bed other than you when this all happened but yeah it's it's uh it's 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 interesting and and it shows a a a lot of um boldness for the future
0: you know got a little bit behind the curtain from Ross Bjork. We heard from him for gosh, almost 30 minutes. He he fielded questions and kind of laid things out. You know, it, he said it was a totality of things. It was not a singular moment or a singular game, a singular loss. But when he got back from Anum's loss to Ole Miss, he he basically said he was sitting on his back porch and he was just like, "Why isn't this working? You know, why? What it? What is the deal here?" And he. Called a interim president that night. Met with them the next day. They kind of came up with a plan this week. You know, I think for for a decision-making process, it helped that a had all of their regents here for a previously scheduled meeting. Got to inform them of what was going on. He said that he didn't want to make a move in the middle of the week to stir emotions ahead of a game. Uh, and, and that's kind of what led to the decision that came this morning. He met with. Jimbo around 9 a.m. here in Kyle Field. It was a brief meeting. Uh, Also let go Mark Robinson, Jimbo's right-hand man. Kind of ran the ship behind the scenes and uh, named Elijah Robinson interim head coach before they told the team, even though uh, a good chunk of players, it seemed, already kind of knew what had happened from social media.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. It goes back to we all knew this, nothing new. Jimbo was underachieved and he was overpaid. for for those results and it it was like they come to the conclusion Bork used a car reference I use it Jimbo had this Rolls Royce he kept getting new parts great recruits but it kept falling apart anytime went on a rough road it fell apart and they finally reached a point and said enough is enough we're going to move on
2: yeah, I think the thing that everybody is going to want to know about and talk about after this is is the nature of that contract. You know, C said he was overpaid. They gave him that guaranteed ten-year contract that was extended in 2021, uh, and there's a lot of money left on the table to to be paid that to to Fisher. It, it, that includes 26, or it begins with 26 million within 120 days of today, uh, the, the the date of termination. Uh, and Ross, uh, Ross Bjork said he had. Co- conversations with uh, Travis Dabney, the the head of the 12th Man Foundation, and um, kind of looking at where some of the uh, buckets, some of the funds that they have sitting in in kind of savings uh, uh, over there, and that they can piece together between... Non-categorized uh, uh, donations in the 12th Man Foundation and some of the athletics budget to get that initial payment of uh, 26 million, approximately, out of the way, and then there. After that, there's annual payments, installments for the remainder of the money annually. Uh, throughout the remainder of the contract, and those will come out of the athletic department budget. They're going to tighten the belt a little bit, but they also said that they're bringing in new revenue streams. They have the new ESPN uh, contract coming in with the SEC that's going to provide a little bit more money to the athletic department uh, than in years prior. So uh, it, It's not going to come out from the university fund. There's I mean, they are pulling money from the 12th man foundation, but according to Bjork, it's not some big, you know, uh, uh, booster who's coming in and just throwing all the money at it. It's going to be a contribution of things. And some of that is going, you're going to see the effects of that in the athletic budget moving forward.
0: So you're telling me the price of oil barrels don't matter in this situation?
2: Apparently the, I mean, the, the, it matters a little bit because they are dipping into, uh, that, that 12th man foundation, uh, fund, And some of that, we we know is from oil money but um yeah it's it's going to be interesting and it's going to be interesting with things on the horizon we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, like a uh, potential uh renovation of ellis field and potential renovation of bluebell park and how they're going to finish uh continue to finish the the football complexes here that are going to start uh, getting built what that looks like and how that changes as they will have to tighten the belt a little bit in the athletic department
0: You know, let's just take a moment and look back at at Jimbo's tenure for a second. Cease, what would you say were maybe some of the most defining moments, highs and lows?
1: Well, I think you got to go back to they beat uh, LSU. They finally were able to get over the hump. The seven-overtime game, that sticks out to me. And then, obviously, the loss to uh, Appalachian State. Uh, we saw the highs and the lows, and the bottom line I see is he just didn't have enough highs. He came close to Clemson. Yeah, he beat Alabama. A lot of people will point to that, but they also were a two-touchdown underdog. And, uh, you know, they never closed that gap, really. They were an underdog again this year. So... I would say he had a high and he had a low but he didn't have enough things close to the high you got to get up there and he just just underachieved Travis what about you yeah
2: I mean I think everybody the kind of defining moment of his tenure was the we ain't done yet up on the podium of the Orange Bowl after A&M and Kellen Mond and that group uh, won the Orange Bowl in that 10 game SEC uh, gauntlet Covid season, and that seemed to be what was supposed to be the launching point forward for the program. That that they they, they weren't done yet; they were going to continue to add trophies. And and from that point on, the trajectory was just downwards. You know, they never really found a good replacement for Kellen Mond. Quarterbacks getting hurt. They never shored up. They had one of the the the, the, the one of the best offensive lines in the country that season. Never really could replace it after that, and. You know, yes, they brought in the number one recruiting class and the history of recruiting in 2022, but that was a little bit too little too late and not enough help on the offensive line to, to really bolster the, the, the problems they had. They were always good on the defensive front. They've pretty much always had a, a salty defensive front since Jimbo Fisher has been here, and they re-upped that and really put a lot of emphasis on that, which is good, and it shows with what they're doing this year But they never really plugged the holes that they had.